Hello everyone, I am Natalia, an editorial assistant in the Regional Selection Conference of Kassel, and today we're going to talk about the topic of the Committee on Environment, Public Health and Food Safety 1. The topic here reads as follows. E-health. With the COVID pandemic exposing the ineffectiveness of healthcare systems across the member states and creating a demand for contactless communication regardless of personal health needs, how can the EU utilize e-health and telemedicine technologies to provide equal and effective access to healthcare to all its citizens while safeguarding patients' rights? Now let's talk about the relevance of the topic. The COVID-19 pandemic has made apparent the need for contactless healthcare. Furthermore, with more and more people residing outside of their country of origin, there is an ever-growing need for a more effective cooperation between healthcare providers and patients, also in a European level, that does not see borders. But unfortunately, currently not everyone in Europe has the same access to healthcare due to various factors like the distance from healthcare facilities, the price, or the training and availability of medical staff. The limited availability of medical support often concerns the most vulnerable members of society, such as migrants, low-income people, ethnic minorities, remotely living people, and people with low health literacy. But e-health and telemedicine can help tackle this problem and increase the quality of health of all individuals regardless of their socioeconomic status, and therefore decreasing inequalities. The ever-aging population of the EU and the current pandemic have also increased the demand for healthcare, leaving the medical staff in short supply. Digital tools can help assist these staff shortages as they are much more efficient and also less likely to be affected by the risk of infections. Now let's talk about some key terms in this topic. First of all, e-health stands for electronic health, which is an umbrella term for digital healthcare services, for example, tools like apps or procedures and services like telemedicine. It basically is healthcare delivered through the usage of the internet. Now let's talk about interoperability. It is a successful collaboration between different healthcare systems and environments with electronic tools. The term digital literacy is the ability of concerned parties to access and use the new improvements in e-health. The European Electronic Health or Medical Record, otherwise known as EHR, is an electronic file in accordance with the recommendation of the European Commission containing a patient summary, laboratory images, medical imaging, and also reports. And e-prescription or e-dispensation is the allocation, prescribing, and refilling of medicine by medical professionals over digital services. This not only allows for easier access to pharmaceuticals, but also the possibility of obtaining medication outside of the member state the prescription was created in. Now let's talk about the stakeholders and the main actors in this topic. The entities and the people who are affecting, but also are affected by this problem. First of all, we have the European Commission. It is the executive institution of the EU. This institution proposes legislation, implements different policies, and manages the EU budget. Since public health falls under the shared competences, both the EU and the member states are able to pass laws about it. The Commission has departments such as Health and Food Safety, which is responsible for EU policy on health and monitors the implementation of related laws. The member states, in this case, are responsible for providing access to healthcare to their citizens. Thus, they have a direct impact over the quality, 
accessibility, and format of the healthcare system present in their national borders. The people affected in this case are European citizens. They have an immediate connection to the topic as they are directly affected by the organization of healthcare systems across the member states. These are the individuals that reside in one of the EU member states whose right to access preventive health care and benefit from medical treatment are protected by national laws and Article 35 of the Charter of Fundamental Rights of the EU. And also, we have the World Health Organization, which recognizes e-health, m-health, and telemedicine as important tools to provide healthcare worldwide. It helps coordinate healthcare efforts and provides in-depth research about the implementation of digital healthcare solutions. But now let's see what is up with the measures in place around this topic. Several recommendations and action plans have been passed by the European Commission so far, such as the 2008 Commission Recommendation or the refined eHealth European Interoperability Framework of 2015, planning to create an interoperable system of EHR in all member states, which would mean that all health data would be available to patients, healthcare providers, and researchers on an electronic medium, regardless of the patient's location. Also, a prescription and patient summaries as part of an EHR will gradually be implemented by 25 member states by 2025. This means that patients have access to their electronic health records and prescriptions in pharmacies abroad. The EHR is embedded in the eHealth Digital Service Infrastructure, which is a project by the European Commission to ensure that citizens can access health services in all member states. Patient summaries will also provide the applicable medical professionals with necessary medical information about a patient, regardless of possible language barriers. Electronic prescriptions were already introduced in Finland, Croatia, Estonia, and Portugal in summer of 2020, but some member states such as Poland or Croatia have made little progress in implementing electronic healthcare records. The General Data Protection Regulation, otherwise known as GDPR, is also something that affects this topic very greatly. It is an act by the European Parliament implemented in 2018. And Article 9.4 of the GDPR directly tackles sensitive information, including the sharing of genetic, biometric, and health data. It proposes rules and guidelines that protect the individual by requiring either explicit consent by the concerned person or the sharing of data to be in clear public interest, such as, for example, research. Additionally, there is the new EU medical device legal framework, which reinforces data protection, regulations, falsification rules, and more specific safety and performance requirements for softwares and apps, which came applicable in May 2020. Also, the European Commission from 2019 to 2025 has made it of their priorities to set up a common European health data space. In cooperation with the member states, preparatory has begun in 2020. The European health data space focuses on maintaining data protection according to the GDPR set standards while allowing a safe platform for sharing medical data, for example, including electronic health records for researchers and professionals. The project also wants to achieve digital communication between the digital tools themselves to ensure interoperability. Now let's talk about the key conflicts in this topic. While there has been an effort to protect the sensitive data of EU citizens in terms of GDPR, data protection should not inhibit data exchange across borders or hinder medical research. Data regarding health is especially sensitive and personal, which makes it difficult to justify less privacy for the consumer. At the same time, research regarding health can improve the quality of life significantly, which opens up a conflict between data privacy and current e-health technology standards. 
Also, given the differing levels of skills across member states concerning digital literacy, problems could also arise as some citizens are not comfortable working with digital tools and will not be able to access their own health records and medical professionals also might need time to get used to those digital tools themselves. Also, several member states, such as Finland and Estonia, have made progress towards providing e-health and telemedicine services to their citizens. Nonetheless, the quality of infrastructure and effort necessary for such technologies differs greatly across the member states. While the global e-health market is constantly growing, the legal definition of a medical product is not always clear. And this just makes things even more complicated. It can lead to confusion amongst businesses and other healthcare providers on how the law regards their products and therefore inhibit development and efficiency. Reform in the sector is furthermore hindered by the strict standards in regards to privacy and safety on medical devices, combined by a lack of support for companies to harmonize their products with future legislation. Although the use of telemedicine brings many advantages like enhanced accessibility, efficiency, and cost-effectiveness, it faces some problems with the implementation. Some medical workers simply refuse to work with telemedicine or, in general, do not adopt any approach other than a traditionalist one as they are not always open for change, making it impossible to become standard practice. Furthermore, there is no international legal framework that enables professionals to operate in different countries. Now, the key questions that could summarize some inquiries that we might have after this analysis is... First of all, bearing in mind the differences in the already existing digital infrastructure across the EU, how could the European Union ensure equal implementation of e-health and telemedicine in healthcare systems across the member states? Also, considering that new advances in telemedicine and e-prescription will be unfamiliar to both patients and healthcare providers, how could the European Union guarantee that digital literacy will neither inhibit the implementation of e-health measures or lead to inequality between citizens of the member states. And lastly, with the creation of electronic health records opening up both new opportunities for researchers and authorities to track and prevent diseases and risks of data privacy abuse, how can a compromise between the right of citizens to data privacy and the possibilities provided be reached? I hope this podcast shed a bit of light to this issue and made it easier for you to understand this topic. Thank you very much for listening. Rushcast.